Hello, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, and I welcome you to this week's edition of the St. Jude Parish Chatter. I'm here with Tyler. Hello, Tyler. Hello, Father, and Merry Christmas. It's time to say Merry Christmas. We have done <laughs> Advent very well, and we have um, resisted the temptation to say Merry Christmas, but it is now time to say Merry Christmas <laughs> to each other and to uh, to the entire listening people with our St. Jude Parish Chatter. It is. It's, you know... It, this is coming out on Christmas Eve, so maybe you're listening to it as you're getting the last decorations up, or maybe you're listening to it a week from now because you had so much going on that you didn't have a chance, but Merry Christmas, and we're excited that you're you're here with us. Um, so people are going to be doing things over these next days. We usually get really busy throughout Advent, getting everything ready, and then there's some quiet, hopefully, at Christmas Day and in the days mm-hmm. right after Christmas to be able to sit at home and to, to be quiet and to enjoy even some entertainment. Yeah, and you know, speaking of the entertainment, uh, I thought that we could have a fun little uh, poll question that I did a couple weeks ago in our flock note on on the third Sunday of Advent uh, that we could we could discuss here. And so I asked people what their favorite Christmas movie was. Mm, favorite Christmas movie? Uh, there's and there's so many out there. I like I, I had a ton of my my brain, and I went and looked up a bunch more just to make sure I had a good list. Is this like holy Christmas movies, or can it be any Christmas movies, like the secular Christmas movies too? Uh, it could be any Christmas movie. Christmas you, you'll, movie. You'll, you'll see my list. Okay. Um. So I have ten. So we have A Charlie Brown Christmas, mm. The Grinch, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, A Christmas Story, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Polar Express, A Christmas Carol, The Santa Claus, Elf, and my favorite one on the list, Die Hard. Oh, <laughs> no, I didn't, didn't see that one <laughs> It's, you know, so, the endless debate is Die Hard a Christmas movie. You didn't put my favorite Christmas oh, no. movie on there oh. as even an option, and maybe it shows my personality because I like things that other people don't like. But can I share with you what my favorite Christmas movie is? <laughs> Please. My favorite Christmas movie is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> I can laugh oh, for... at over and over. It's like, the first time I saw it, I thought it was corny and didn't make much sense. But after you watch it 50 or 60 times, it is so darn funny. I should have put that on there. I don't know why I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure what I was thinking there. But I agree that should have been on the list. There are a lot of good ones. Another good one that could have made the list for especially our kids is the movie Star. Have you ever seen the animation movie I Star? I haven't seen that one. And it's about the animals that get to uh-huh. go to Bethlehem and from their perspective of the whole nativity story. And it's just enamoring to me. And I think it's a great catechesis for children. It really mm. puts St. Joseph and, and Mary in a really beautiful light. They're worthy of veneration mm. from the perspective of the animals and so that's another one that i would add to the list for next year we're going to put make a bigger list for next year. next year's list it's going to be just one flock note all the possibilities <laughs> well i had all those on there and and i put die hard at the end mostly because i'm convinced it's a christmas movie even though many people might not say it is and and it may not be my favorite christmas movie although i voted for it in this poll mm-hmm. um and did anybody else vote for it yes two other people oh, voted for it you um, got three votes. i get three three votes with myself it wasn't the lowest vote um but can you guess what the number one vote was can you give me the list one more time? Give so, us all those. Uh, Christmas, or sorry, Charlie Brown Christmas, The Grinch, It's a Wonderful Life, A Christmas Story, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Polar Express, A Christmas Carol, The Santa Claus, Elf, Die Hard. I'm going to take It's a Wonderful Life is number one. How did I do? Oh, really good. And and that's absolutely by by far the number one mm-hmm. vote getter. It had 17 votes. Yeah. Uh, second place was A Christmas Carol with seven votes. Mm-hmm. So it was 10 votes behind in yeah. second place. There's just such a great lesson of life. Mm, it's, absolutely. It's a wonderful life. And just to see that the Lord has a perfect plan for us, even when we don't see it. And we're doing so many good things that um, are really changing the world 
through um, through God's be- beautiful plans for us. So, yeah, wonderful life. It's a, it's a worthy watch. My, one of my other favorite ones also is, is A Christmas Carol, but specifically A Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. I think it's, it's a fun one. So, uh, I well, went to see A Christmas Carol in a live performance once. Oh, interesting. It was really well done. It's down at the Denver Performing Arts Center. And it mm. was some people from the parish I was serving at the time. And, yeah, if you get a chance to go and watch that, it's, it's just really beautiful to be with others that are celebrating mm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. And experiencing conversion of heart once again at Christmas. That's that's awesome. Though it's it was a fun poll, so I appreciate everyone for for joining in on that. Um, I don't have the results as we're recording this for last week's poll, which is what people's favorite um, or what what people eat as as dinner for Christmas. So mm-hmm. maybe later on we might bring that up. I don't know, um, but I I'm curious to see what people normally eat on Christmas Day. But um, if you want to keep getting these polls that I throw out there and other fun things and learn about other things that are happening at the parish, um, get notifications for um, funerals that are upcoming at the parish or other things that are happening, there's a great place you can go to do that. And it's this week's sponsor. Our sponsor is Flocknote. Um, Yay, Flocknote. Yay, Flocknote. So our parish, we we do have the Archdiocese, all the parishes we're partnering with this organization called Flocknote. Flocknote, which helps us communicate with our parishioners better. Um, and I think it's a great resource because some people, they love getting their information from the bulletin. Some people don't. Some people just call into the parish or go to the website. There's lots of different ways. And this is just a great way to get emails or even text messages. If we have a big snowstorm this this winter that's saying things are closed, you can know what's happening at the parish. Um, and so if you aren't part of our Flocknote, um, we would encourage you to join. Um, there's easy way to do it. You can either get your phone out. Pull up a new text message and you you text the word St. Jude, S-T-J-U-D-E, to the number 84567. So S-T-J-U-D-E to number 84576. Ooh, get numbers back. 84576 is the number you text to. Uh, or you can go to stjudelakewood.flocknote.com and you can sign up there. And you can receive all this information from us and make sure you're up to date what's happening at the parish. Don't we have a little barcode too that's appearing in the bulletin that they can flash their phones? On yeah, I think we do. We've we've got. It'll, I know in the Christmas bulletin we have a big blurb about this as well that has yeah. the information to do it and check and the I, Christmas bulletin. It's yeah, and we'll have we'll stuff stuff on the on the, the screen outside in the narthex as well. So, and if you have any questions about it or having issues with Flocknote, feel free to get a hold of the parish and get a hold of me. I'm kind of the person that's making sure it stays going. So we'd love to help you get attached to us through that. Just on a clarification of hearing about things that get closed on snow days. So, like, if religious ed is closed, that would Absolutely. come out there. Or if there's a ministry that's not going to meet choirs and practicing mm-hmm. something, that would come out on Flock Note. But we're still going to have mass even on snow days. So right. that's my, my little commitment is we're going to be here even if there's a blizzard out there. Mass will be offered. And so you don't have to wonder, is there daily mass today or not or Sunday mass? There's going to be mass. And, <laughs> um, yeah, so mass is always going to happen. But other things will close. Right. Exactly. And they'll get that on Flock Note. Well, uh, we've talked about movies. We've talked about communication. Let's talk about this gospel from this this Christmas day. The, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the good news is he's come to be born with us. So I want to share the gospel for Midnight Mass, which is just one of my favorites of all of the gospels. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, the decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment, when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee to his own town of Nazareth, to Judea, 
to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to give her child. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David a Savior has been born for you who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm struck first by the uh, the gift of God wanting to be born among us. If I was God, I would just stay in heaven. Let the <laughs> sinful people just do whatever they're doing. It's such good news that salvation has come to us. And hmm. all of the pagan religions try to come up with various ways in which God interacts with us and wants to help us or maybe doesn't want to help us and messes them up. But uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ is the true God coming to be among us. So salvation has come to be with us. Can I share with you, Tyler, a little bit of what St. Ambrose, oh, um, yes. writing in the 4th century, wanted to share with us about this good news that he's born here? St. Ambrose says, God made himself a child to enable you to become a perfect man. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes to free you from the bonds of death. He came down to earth to enable you to rise up to heaven. He had no place in the inn so that you might have a home in heaven. He, being rich, became poor so that we might become rich. The tears of the crying child purify man and wash away our many sins. Isn't that a beautiful reflection on why he did this and what a great deal this is for us and a bad deal it is for God? Absolutely. And yet he's so generous with us. He wants us to be saved. He loves us so much. That he wants us to come up and be with us. He takes such humility in 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 the swaddling clothes, in mm. the manger, and everything, so that we might have everything. Yeah, this swaddling clothes is an image of these tightly wrapped bondages. Like the baby can't move when they're mm-hmm. inside of these. And as it keeps the baby nice and warm and also makes sure the baby doesn't fall out of the crib. And so the baby is, is there. And, and there's kind of a bondage that God is willing to put himself in immediately. It's mm. like being on the cross. He can't move on the cross. He's in bondage once again. Mm. And it's an image of our sinfulness. He takes on our condition. Uh, our sins stop us from being able to move. And we're like entrapped. Um, it's like an addiction. We can't go anywhere beyond it. We're like stuck mm. in this one spot. And that's what God was willing to take on was those swaddling clothes. And this is good news of great joy. It's great. It's great news. And so we rejoice in various ways as families coming together at Christmas to to rejoice. And I thought maybe, Tyler, I would share with everybody um, just a little bit of counsel on how to interact with family members because some of our families probably have absolutely perfect families and everything goes just right. (laughs) But most of you know what I'm talking about. It doesn't always go perfectly. We've got sinfulness that shows up for Christmas dinner. And well, how do you deal with that? Mm. So uh, a couple of... um, 
a couple of realities to remember is that we love the sinner but hate the sin. Mm-hmm. So we still love people when they show up and they have their imperfections, and so we love the sinner. But that doesn't mean we accept all of the imperfections that are there. We still have to hate the sin, and if there's sin that comes to Christmas dinner, it's okay to say it's not all right for that to, to be there. But we love the sinner, and so that's the first piece of advice. Um, the second is to uh, try to avoid gossip. It, it comes up easily at Christmas dinner that we want to talk about all the other family members and the things they've done wrong. And here's a, a line that I, I'll give you, Tyler, and all of our listeners. When somebody starts to gossip around you, the good response is like they're, if they're talk, talking about somebody named Joe Schmo, you just say to them, I'm sure Joe Schmo would be very hurt if he heard you saying that. And then you stop talking. They just let it die right there. And um, yeah, they, they'll usually uh, steer clear of it because you, you've said, I'm sure they'd be very hurt. And um, sometimes they, they hurt us. And uh, sometimes people say things to us that is very hurtful or, or offensive. And here's another line I, I give you to use on Christmas Day. If you can use this, uh, let me know if, if this is actually helpful. <laughs> so the other line, if somebody says something offensive to you, like they say, I hate Jesus Christ for some reason or other, you say, oh, I'm sure you don't mean that the way that it sounds. And you change the subject. Isn't that a beautiful Christmas tree? And so <laughs> I'm sure you don't mean that the way it sounds. Whenever they offend us, just... Just bring it back to, I'm sure you don't mean that the way it sounds. And that always makes them think, I wonder how it sounds. And they don't know how it sounds. So you've changed the subject. Now they're all confused and, and go away from it. So that's a little bit of practical counsel that I give you to consider for this time. There's another beautiful expression, Tyler, that I think um, I we could talk about. And that's the firstborn son. Did you catch that? I did. She gave birth to her firstborn son. And I've heard some of our Protestant brothers and sisters saying, well, Mary wasn't perpetually a virgin because there were other kids. But firstborn son doesn't mean that there were other children. It's a title of honor right. given to the firstborn son. So I brought this with me today. It's a, um, a testimony from a uh, sarcophagus that was discovered in Egypt in 1922, but it dates from the time of Christ. It's an old sarcophagus. And on this sarcophagus, it was a woman's tomb, and um, the inscription on this tomb said the woman named Arosine, A-R-S-I-N-O-E. She died giving birth to, quote, her firstborn son. So if she died giving birth and they called it her firstborn son, um, she obviously didn't have any others. There's no more. There were no more. But it was the, the insinuation was the son survived. Right. And he was honored and, mm. and given this, this place of love, even though um, in his birth, his mother died. So it's a title of honor given to a son, and it's the firstborn son, and there are often responsibilities, even to this day, it often happens that the firstborn is responsible for the estate when the parents dies, and there's like responsibility, a right. title of honor given to that one. So I thought we should point that out, that this is... Yeah, we, we can't always just, oh, this is what it says here in the English, therefore it means like that. that's, that's, that's reading a little too much into things, and actually we have to take into account the historical there. You look at you know, this, this tomb of the sarcophagus, I mean, mm-hmm. firstborn son, and yet she, she only had the one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so there are, Our Lady has been honored throughout history and within the tradition as being a perpetual virgin. Mm-hmm. So don't let that line of firstborn son make you think that maybe she had other children. No. She was a perpet- perpetual virgin, not just up to the time of the birth, which is, of course, scriptural, but even tradition is valid to right. hold for us that she was a perpetual virgin. And even in heaven, that purity has been maintained. Absolutely. Well, Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to dive into one of our gospel readings this this Sunday for Christmas. Um, 
And uh, so you might have heard a different one depending on what mass you, you, you went to, whether it was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or Midnight Mass. Um, so thanks for letting us dive into this and for helping us through this Advent season to really prepare ourselves to be patient uh, and to joyfully be able to welcome uh, the newborn king. Um, and, and thank you for everyone that's listened to us. If you're new to the parish or just joining, just listen to us. I'm glad you've joined us and I hope you'll continue to give us a listen each week. Um, I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Uh, and Father, would you give us a, a blessing? The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.